0: Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. Oh, Mark, we're in a different room. I know. And it looks different and it smells different. And it smells different mainly because I've just eaten
1: a big chicken and chorizo. Pretty much. Look, yeah. It's really important that people understand how dedicated we've been about WrestleMania X7. Yes. Because we are now on our fifth episode. <laughs> Our second venue and probably our what third week? Yeah. I this, think so. this is this is what this is how seriously we take it. Right? All the other podcasts, I'm not gonna name them because I don't know them really. They all just sort of go, well, do you know what? Maybe two and a half hours in one episode will be enough. Yeah. Fuck that. They have got too little on. And too much in their heads. We have moved all around (laughs) the nation's capital city to record this. Let me tell you, all hours of the day, (laughs) on different days of the week, because we we care about our listeners. We care about our listeners. We are dedicated
0: to... Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to remember the name of the sport we're dedicated to. We're dedicated to wrestling. I'm just looking at the. We've got slightly different um, sound dead- deadening um, kind of shields in this studio, mm. and I keep on getting sucked into looking at them because <laughs> they're kind of concentric squares, kind of triangles pointing at me, and I'm. I'm, oh, I'm it's, through, a, it's a little bit like being I'm in a Star zone. Trek
1: prison it's really exciting they're soft as well the hardest thing is you've got to be really careful not to pull the ends off them these little triangles I'm, I've noticed there are a couple missing I've noticed that too and do you know who's That's, done that? not me not you do you know who paid for these? me you. disgusting <laughs> right? how dare you people Why come into people... my studio and start pulling apart my little soft foam triangles uh, don't you think I want to do that? fucking do <laughs> <laughs> I tell you I'm when... not doing anything Mark I'm not doing anything over here <laughs> with my account says to me, and it could be in two weeks, that there is no money to be made in podcasts and that I need to sort of recoup some of the money back. The one thing I'm not returning is these, because I am going to chew on them like a dog would. (laughs) Oh, Oh, WrestleMe, Mark. I have enjoyed this WrestleMania
0: and there's a reason why we um, took this one to a historic fifth episode, Yeah, is because it was the best WrestleMania we've seen thus far.
1: It is, it is. And what was really weird is I look back, uh, when we were sort of just about to do this, Mm. I looked back at the bits of WrestleMania that we haven't covered on the WrestleMes that we've already done right and I was amazed we barely we barely got two thirds of the way through <laughs> we've still got a third to go <laughs> um, and uh, three of I, I would say as good a Wrestlemania match trilogy as you'll ever get yes and it kicks off with one of the greatest Wrestlemania matches of all time the
0: greatest kind of cutscene of all time just seeing everyone who's involved in this Wrestlemania match it's just it's just incredible it's the gimmick battle royale the gimmick battle royale you said this last week on maybe the week before,
1: every WrestleMania, every pay-per-view needs a gimmick battle royale there there was a period in like 2004 (laughs) where they began bringing back quite often on pay-per-views the old stars so Sergeant Slaughter would have a match against I don't know Randy Orton or something and it was always really really fucking exciting and this is uh, (laughs) for me this is fucking brilliant because it's got the two things one it's the stars you knew and loved in the past and and some absolute shaiters (laughs) and two you get to see how far the time has fucked them up
0: (laughs) Uh, Not Father Time, Mark. Father Drug.
1: Father GlaxoSmithKline. Big big
0: Farmer. Big Um, big Farmer would be a great
1: wrestler. It really would.
0: I defeated every wrestler at some point in their careers. Some of
1: my matches took years. (laughs) Superstar Billy Graham. I think I've got him on the ropes. Um. I have
0: an unbeaten WrestleMania run. Because every WrestleMania we've, uh, we've seen, Mark, one wrestler has been dead. To yep. the old popping of the pills. That's true. That's true.
1: We're going to see quite. A, there's actually quite a lot of I'm dead wrestlers summer. in this one. There in is. Yeah. This match alone.
0: Yes. It's, um, it's what I like about this is it's a cavalcade of men coming face to face with their legacies it is Basically, you're absolutely right disappointed faces going oh turns out nobody thought of me fondly after all absolutely I 100% was...
1: there are people there who I think of as being big stars yes. and they come out and nobody nobody recognises them gives a shit and you can see as they come out they're going the pop here is going to be amazing Yeah, and it is not and what's really funny is, is they begin doing the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Fame every year at Wrestlemania now the Hall of Fame class will come out right. and they'll give a wave okay. and the whole stadium will either you know very politely applaud uh, like when they go uh, you know there's the son of a dead wrestler and right. they all sort of you know politely yeah. will applaud oh so um, hang on,
0: they'll have a representative from every person who's gone in the
1: wrestling. yeah oh, so, so i think like pa- every wrestlemania yeah so That's i think incredible. like paul bearer when he went into the hall of fame they had his sons were there to sort of wave yeah. at the crowd when they the, the day after the hall of fame they sort of do the, the like, parade do, were genetics kind um, In uh, situation? They were kinder than they were to Paul there, <laughs> oh. I tell you. And uh, w- there's always one star who comes out who everybody just explodes. Yeah. Some years, there's other people who they obviously don't think are big who turn out to be fondly remembered. And this gimmick battle royale is a perfect example of before they've really claimed the legacy back. Right. And people are just going... Oh, this is. Uh, uh, I sort of half remember him. Oh, he looks horrible. <laughs> oh, doesn't he look? Uh, 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 I love it. I, yeah. I, I couldn't get enough of it. It's. It is a Hall of Fame battle royale. It starts off with Mean Gene Oakland coming down. Yes, which and, is a beautiful moment. Uh, I mean, Gene obviously, since we've uh, been watching these, you know, Gene has he died in the last month. Yes, so we sort of you sort of get to know him a bit. And watching him come down there, you go, ah, oh, I'd forgotten how good he is. I've forgotten how good he is, and then and then yeah, I, I, and for me. He appears Mm.
0: and Bobby the Brand. I know. And I'm like... Yes. Isn't it weird this, as well? Isn't it weird that I'm getting a pop out of...
1: Yeah. And know. it's weird that you get a bit sort of, like, emotional, going, <laughs> oh, there's Bobby Heenan! <laughs> <It's> <weird. laughs> oh, and he comes down, and he even his walk is still fucking got it. He's great. <laughs> Gene comes down and does the classic old, sort of, 70s Las Vegas entertainer, pointing at random faces in yeah. the crowd. And it's... Uh, who is he pointing at in a stadium? No one. He's just a pro. Pointing who he's going to fuck later. <laughs> Me and Gene's going to be... Be fucking you, <laughs> she's gonna be fucking you, um, and then they bring out the the stars <laughs> for yeah. want of a better word. Uh,
0: Mark, who is the goon?
1: He looks like a wrongon. <laughs> the goon is actually he was a wrestler who had a, a long career. Uh, it sort of peaked in the eighties, called Wild Bill Irwin. They brought him right. in as the goon, and we talked about this before. But WWE likes to do political stuff that they disagree with, right? And I believe there was a a sort of strike by hockey players ah. over it might even have been something like you know yeah, medical insurance <laughs> and the wwe look at that and they go i don't Not like about. i don't like the way <laughs> this wind's blowing so they they do what they do best which is they go how best to <laughs> undercut this yeah. let's create a wrestler who's shit <laughs> Uh, And that, and everyone will laugh at them and they'll laugh at the whole idea of medical insurance. Yeah. And then we'll get to keep that money. Yeah. And so he was, he was just a guy in the mid nineties. I mean, really forget. I mean, I mean, barely even a a star. I, I couldn't, I cannot think of having seen him in a match. Right, yeah. I, I remember him being around, but I, I don't remember a
0: match. He's a visceral reminder to the rest of the wrestlers that they ain't getting meddling. In the shoes, well, yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, They're he comes back
1: and he looks terrible. So, I mean, <laughs> he clearly doesn't have medical health care. <laughs> so, uh, joke's on you, goon. <laughs> you scab. Uh, bush, bushwhackers <laughs> are in there, they come down, that's all. Yeah, in nice. new costumes. Yeah. And I don't think the Relaunch. The, the Legends the Battle the Royale time. is the time to sort of <laughs> no. go, let's change our image. <laughs> come in the things we... Re- the other thing okay. is, save your money. Like, yeah exactly <laughs> Right. <laughs> you got you're a long time retired uh, aren't you? and and the fact that you're in this match means that you're retired <laughs> yeah, there is something odd about this match as well which is i think it was originally pitched as like an april fools idea right and they they sort of someone sort of went well actually it's sort of quite a nice idea yeah uh, and they bring them all back but there is uh i mean i mean the match quality is uh, I mean, it's unbelievably bad how much do you reckon each one's getting i googled that yeah. And no one has said, but I don't think it's going to be very much. <laughs> um, and what's funny is is that funny thing of you never really get out of wrestling. Old wrestlers never retire. They just get too ill to actually make it into the arena. Yeah. And so you see everyone. I mean, they presumably, some of them retired, what, eight years, nine years? Yeah. And they've just sort of rung him up and they've gone, hello, is, is that the um, you know, the, the estate agents? Uh, have you got a John Tenter working there? <laughs> <laughs> hello, John. Hello, John. It's Bruce Pritchard here from WWE. Would you? Yes, great. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to tell you what it... No? Okay. No, he's
0: doing it. Fine. He's see already, you there. He's only coming down the ramp. <laughs> yeah. How dare they call that beautiful man a gimmick? How dare... He's lost... A, it looks like he's lost a bit of timber, weirdly.
1: He has. He's also had a little bit of a haircut, which yeah. is a funny thing where wrestlers retire. They get back into the real world and they go what have I done with my hair? It's not like 1982. I've got to get, got to get a job. So Tugboat comes down as well, yeah. Earthquake's partner in the natural disaster <laughs> in an earlier gimmick, and he comes down, and he's also got a very nice, neat hairdo. I presume he's like a construction manager now. Yeah, he's a car centre worker. You get
0: some... some, some IT professional. <laughs> yeah,
1: some 90s uh, stars, like just stars, is pushing it, but Duke the dumpster Drosy, who was yes, a bin man, right. who looks sort of like a, a bootleg Goldberg, uh, which is, he looks in good shape, so it's sort of odd that he's there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got Earthquake with his haircut the, the Iron Sheik comes down and the Iron Sheik is great because he's so slow <laughs> his hips and, and back are fucked Bobby Heenan says one of the classic Bobby Heenan lines which is uh, the the Sheik is so slow by the time he gets to the ring it'll be Wrestlemania 38 <laughs> a great Heenan line um, we're not quite at Wrestlemania 38 are we? no 35, 35 is the next the one, one. Okay. And, and you get like Earthquake actually catches the Iron Sheik up if Earthquake is outpacing <laughs> <laughs> Things are not going right. Um, you, there's, doink. there's Doink. There's doink. <laughs> doink, yes. Not the original Doink. No. Uh, this is a guy called Ray Apollo. What? Yep, the original Doink was problematic. <laughs> but the nice thing about you if want, you're problematic... Do you want a you, proper you, Doink you, or do you want a... <laughs> do you want a, do you want a a, a malleable donkey. Donk. I will say to you what Vince McMahon, I imagine, said to everyone, which is: anyone. so long as it's got the face point, paint on, it's a fucking doink. And there's always the threat: the mask is on <laughs>
0: on a hook on
1: his on his wall. Anyone can be doink.
0: Yes. Literally
1: anyone. I, t- I tell you, the other one who comes in. By the time Kamala comes in, <laughs> I am. I honestly, I'm going. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You get uh, Repo Man comes in. He's yep. also made the mistake of buying a new coat like the Bushwhackers guys. This is not the start of the comeback trail. <laughs> Exactly, Jim Cornette comes in who is not a wrestler but he was a sort of great manager in the NWA yeah. by this time he's working in WWE uh, he has a very popular wrestling podcast so I'm going to slate him uh, Yeah we saw a bit of it Oh uh, we did didn't we And I will stick my neck out to say that it looked Indulgent.
0: It was... More indulgent than ours, even. It was not very... Bearing in mind, we spent uh, most of the first episode of
1: Wrestlemania 17 reviewing a cookbook. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's not very British, is it? No. It, it's a bit sort of shouty and cheery. Yeah. Um, a lot of masks.
0: Yeah. We, but, di- we didn't use masks in, in our Wrestlemania well, show. We couldn't live. afford masks. We couldn't afford masks. We both we, wanted to dress as doink. We, d- <laughs> <laughs> we, dressed, we dressed up as old men mm. and sang a song that ended in a rather awful way that will never be repeated or explained.
1: We showed quite an unusual piece of pornography on the big screen at the uh, King's Place in London, normally a (laughs) classical music venue. Um, We we showed some pornography of a dead woman. Yeah. Um, Right, do it again. Nikolai Volkov comes out for the first time in his career. They're giving him some music. Um,
0: (laughs) What? He's 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 never never had music music
1: before, no. What? No, and he doesn't look any older when he comes down. He looks exactly the same as before, because he always looked about 75. Yeah. He should never have been doing it. (laughs) Um, Michael P.S. Hayes from the Freebirds, he comes out. Yes. He's working backstage at this point, so it's all a bit of a laugh to do this. Right. I think this this could be his only WrestleMania in-ring appearance. Um, He was in the Fabulous Freebirds, very big 80s tag team. Right three-man tag team. And he comes out, and he's just wearing black tracksuit bottoms, a T-shirt that says Bad Street USA, and (laughs) and his old Freebird cape. And again, it just... There's a sort of slight... James Gum in <laughs> um, in Science of the Lambs yeah, yeah, yeah. about him when he's twirling around in his cape with his sort of like tracky back. Oh, there's something unsavoury about the whole image. Um, yeah, and then you get One Man Gang, and One Man Gang is my favourite in this because yeah. One Man Gang comes down as One Man Gang rather than in his, as his sort of more famous WWF gimmick of Akeem the African Dream. Yes, uh, which is a takeoff of Dusty, oh, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> basically, One Man Gang had lost so much weight since he'd given up wrestling that when he put the Akeem costume on it was just much too big so he had to come as one-man gang which he'd only been in wwe for about a year or so <laughs> oh. um, and then they, they have this uh, uh go- gobbledygooker comes out right. they, they don't Stop even get the gobbledygooker's the name right they Stop. call him the gobbledygooker gobbledygooker yeah what is the gobbledygooker gobbledygooker or? is one of the worst if you like bait and switches in the history of wrestling right so as they were building up to survivor series 1990 there was a big egg
0: Oh, they showed a bit of this, didn't
1: they? And inside was a surprise. And each week you'd see a crack and Mean Gene would go, there's a crack, I wonder who it could be. And they'd sort of go, could it be a brilliant wrestler from somewhere else that you've never seen before, don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And at Survivor Series, there was a rumour going around in the sort of, like, you know, newsletter era uh, before the internet. And it was Kevin Nash. That it was going to be Ric Flair. That Ric Flair would debut. So everyone was excited. And even if it wasn't Ric Flair, it would be something good. Yeah. And this big fucking turkey came out um, (laughs) called the Gobbledygooker. And it danced in the ring with Mean Gin Oakland. And they (laughs) thought that that was enough. I think it's one of the first times in wrestling history where something that they booked for the crowd to cheer, the crowd boo. And they're booing while Gene and this fucking turkey are doing a sort of hoedown dance in the ring. Gene must have been dying inside. He must have been dying inside. I was reading some of the obits of him recently and they, they talk about just what his a great... relationship with the Goblin Gooker. <laughs> they got married. Oh,
0: that's
1: lovely. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the Gene was a sort of big, you know, convivial drinker. He used to be life and soul of the party. Right. And you know that he got out there at the back and he wouldn't have sort of gone. That went well. he would have gone. Fuck this. You know. And <laughs> I, I, it's just great. They they, they that's re- one recognized... turkey. I hope the president doesn't pardon. <laughs> yeah, nice. you very much like him. <laughs> um, the um, uh, it, the gobbledygooker is just a disaster. But by putting him yeah. in this, they're sort of going. Ha yeah, ha we re- yeah. We we realize. understand. So how old? Uh,
0: I know he's just cracked for an egg. But how old is he at this point? Uh, I think
1: he's eleven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh so they did this a lot long time ago yeah. so, so he does kind of have legendary status that he's a yeah I mean I mean, he's, he's legendarily bad movie. Yeah.
1: you know but but it's I mean he's more legendary than the goon. <laughs> you know it's uh, you then get Hillbilly Jim come down Hillbilly Jim's the only wrestler who looks exactly the same as he did and before and he gets
0: the biggest pop out of everyone that was the most annoying thing Huge. out of all the wrestlers I liked yeah someone, someone <laughs> yeah. from
1: I mean his, his big run is like in 1986 and he's still going and he still looks exactly the same I don't know how he's done it um, and uh, you get Brother Love, who is Bruce, Bruce Pritchard, who yeah. did the, the podcast. So we, we just we refuse to disparage people who do wrestling podcasts, <laughs> but we also refuse to say anything about them if they come up on this show. We don't want you listening to their thing. And I don't you, love you. You get um, Sergeant... You're on fire today. And then you get Sergeant Slaughter. Um, oh, someone's been at the military rations, looking very porky. And then they have the softest battle royale that you've ever seen. The crowd, fair play to them... They have no interest in this at all. Yeah. They have been hot through the whole of this WrestleMania. This little palate cleanser. Yeah. But they they aren't pretending. Oh to yeah, be
0: this, is, <clears throat> this is definitely like uh, I've seen. I've, as soon as I've seen everyone in the ring, I can go on and get a drink. Yeah.
1: Uh, you tick them off.
0: That's Re- all you I want to do. I think even
1: the Repo Man, who lasts about one second, <laughs> I think he <laughs> thinks exactly he's like, right. I've earned my 200 quid. It must be weird coming back if you're like those guys, like like Earthquake and Rupert Man. You've been in the WWE, you've had that five-year career yeah. when it was huge, and you must go back sort of at catering and you're standing, you know, and just there's new people there. Yeah. And people would be sort of like, oh, you, yeah, you can't go there. And you go, oh, sorry, but I, I normally go, no, that's the main locker room. Yeah, yeah. You know, we want you to you've get got dressed to go, yeah, in, the, in the rain. You've got to go. <laughs> and at the catering truck,
0: like, everyone else is eating, like, Protein,
1: yeah. And, and you can have the cake. Sorry, mate. Can I? Have you got a chit? They should have given you a chit. Oh, I th- oh, no, because we can just because we're talent. We can just no, 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 no. <laughs> Supplementary talent. <laughs> um, I, it must have been really weird. It's a strange thing. Well, if you ever go back to a job that you did years ago, anything's changed. You do have that thing of, yeah. of going. They don't understand how important I was to this, and, you know, and my my <laughs> lasting legacy. And how, and how many times I will email them saying that. <laughs> and, and how I am better than they are now, <laughs> and how it was better back then. And I'm sure all of these guys were doing that. Um... There are a couple of people who were invited back who didn't do it. So, uh, a guy called Corporal Kirshner. Right. Um, King Kong Bundy, who died recently, he didn't do it either. But the reason he didn't do it was he had an independent booking and he felt like he couldn't let them down oh, to man. go to WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, what a nice guy. Yeah. Honky Tonk Man said no. I think he sort of, he's never really retired. Yeah. He, so, I think he was like, I'm not very, a legend. I'm very much active. He's very vocal about his time. He, he will take money to talk yeah. about stuff and the, the, the saddest one is a guy called gilberg so there was a, 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 an enhancement I talent. I don't even remember him. Who was bald? Who's called Dwayne Gill? And in the sort of battle between WWF and WCW, they made him into Goldberg, who was a parody of Goldberg, Goldberg who right. was a big star in WCW. So Dwayne Gill was very skinny, and he had missing teeth. And they just shaved his head, and they stuck him in the same clothes as Goldberg, and he'd do the Goldberg entrance. But he was weedy, and it looked stupid. And that was the big the big joke. And basically he was backstage ready to go on to this gimmick battle royale and they recently signed Bill Goldberg with the collapse of WCW and so someone basically is about to go through grabbed him and just went yeah no you better not we don't want you to upset Goldberg and he was like but I'm about to be on WrestleMania (laughs) and they said to him no you know you're not going out and he talks about it as just a crushing disappointment it's so sad for those people who obviously I I think about like if you are enhancement talent you just turn up and someone beats you up for five minutes and you, you hopes that they'll bring you back the next week to do the same thing or yeah. the, the next you know three months and he finally got the chance to be at a wrestlemania and you would just be able Aww. to say when people say you know what do you do and you say i'm a wrestler and they go oh anything oh anyone i uh, anything i've seen you'd go yes mate wrestlemania, WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah taken away from him cruelly but he could i uh, bet after that he was gone
0: well I'll just wait for the uh, for the Goldberg Gilberg match that everyone's waiting for. <laughs>
1: well he did an interview about 5 years after and he said um, he said I understand the business but you want to talk about crushing man it killed me. It was a hard one to take and ever since then I want to go back I've got to make it through that WrestleMania curtain. Oh, wow! He was about fifty-five when he was like got onto that thing where they pulled him back. <laughs> He's still sixty. He's still got that dream. Bring oh. back the gimmick battle royal, Goldberg. Have the have the last man in it be fucking Dwayne Gill. <laughs> I would be over the moon wasn't to see there, that.
0: Wasn't there like uh, famously a bloke who came through uh, a reality TV show and he was like Goldberg, but shit oh oh uh, i don't know like it was later on he was like he was just like a copy of goldberg you're and thinking of ryback
1: ryback yeah so
0: ryback was kind of a bit like gilberg
1: but yeah he hurts people but, yeah they used to chant shit. goldberg at him because they booked him like a monster in the same way that goldberg was right but i mean he he just didn't quite click in the same way they, yeah. they refused to pull the trigger on him when he did seem to have a bit of um behind right. him but i mean you know just bad booking he um he's worth looking up on the internet he does podcasts that last for about seven hours <laughs> um, and he's He's also got his own range of strange muscle things that he makes his own adverts for. Oh. Um, I mean, it's... They're creative. Where,
0: they, where do they get this in <laughs> bulk? Where do they get this stuff in bulk? Like, to put their own... Lit- I mean, I presume, it's like my mum and, like, Fish Fingers. Yeah. yeah. The ones you buy in Marxist are the same you buy in Asda.
1: Or it's my exactly brother-in-law. <laughs> he used to work for a big producer of uh, Indian cooking sauces. Yeah. And he would always say, don't buy the famous brand name, he'd say, the one we make for Asda... Is actually more expensive to, to make. make, yeah. <gasps> Even though it's cheaper, so wow. you go, go to ASDA and buy their version of it, and it's better. Oh, yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah, he also sells drugs <laughs> <laughs> to wrestlers. <laughs> um, I, I, I just, I, I would love, I would love more gimmick battle I, I think, think you say, I'd love to be sponsored by Patax. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know it was Patax? Was it actually, yes, it, yes, it yes. was. He doesn't work there anymore, but okay. I, I imagine they can still do me. Must have signed a non-disclosure. <laughs> um, Chris, you're going to prison.
0: <laughs> Stop saying names. <nymphs. laughs> I think I got away with pataks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy the the old men, or do you find it sad? And uh, no, upsetting? I really
0: enjoyed. The, I mean, the whole thing is the pop, isn't it? When they come out, mm. so you like expect. Oh, who's going to come up next? I mean, they'd kind of previewed some of them because you'd seen the pictures. But yeah. like,
1: yeah, they. I, they I, can't, give, I just can't believe the they They give body. Iron Sheik a proper. He's not the only person who gets a massive round of applause when he wins it. And well, it's then, like it's like Sergeant Slaughter against like. It's like the U.S.
0: Army taking on Iran again. Yeah, may we remind you this is April 2001. <laughs> yes. This would not be happening next year. Uh, no, or possibly happening in a really bad way. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, uh, do they toy with any like Osama bin Laden kind of angles? They do. Yeah, right. yeah, because they, they did. They went heavy with the first Iraq, while well, the second
1: Iraq they uh, did. The first Iraq, they did. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're we're going to be talking uh, in a few episodes time about the uh, SmackDown September the 11th yes. edition, yeah, yeah. and I think what we'll do there is. We will talk about the 2004 uh, character Mohammed Hassan. Nice, which, uh, okay. that is something that is not going to get its own little collection on the network. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a proper low spot.
0: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is Hulkamania? Well,
0: Hulkamania is the newest thing, Johnny. It's the thing that is sweeping the country. I'm sure some of these guys over here might know about
1: yeah. it. Um, and it's, it, I mean, what you see here is, is people really cheer the Iron Sheik. I think because as well, he looks ridiculous like a turtle without a shell but but oddly even in the gimmick battle royale where you've just got everyone who's crap and they are i mean they they are literally helping each other over the top row um even in this they miss it so they get hillbilly jim dumps sergeant slaughter out and then iron chic dumps out hillbilly jim yeah. well it's not like we're going to run a programme that lasts a year where Sergeant Slaughter gets his revenge going through Hillbilly Jim, finally getting to the Sheik. Have the Sheik eliminate Sergeant Slaughter. It's, it's so easy. Slaughter then comes back in the ring and he puts his cobra clutch on Sheik and the crowd boo. <laughs> They, they stop, boo because stop they're like. This. You're just old men. This <laughs> this isn't this isn't like 1984 in the Ayatollah Khomeini, right? The mask just, has slipped. It's just you're now just a mad bully, and it looks a bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> Sarge, you big mad oh, racist. Ginny. Uh, We then go on to the next match, don't we? Which is um, Triple H versus The Undertaker. Um, Undertaker, at this point, is (laughs) in his American badass phase.
0: He's so much more hetero. He's gone from being a dead man (laughs) to
1: bandanas and bikes and presumably boobs. He loves new metal. New (laughs) metal. (laughs) Even though, at the time, I think he'd probably be pushing 40. Yeah. I'm all into Limp (laughs) Bizkit, Daddy. (laughs) Look at at me on my hog listening to Limp Bizkit. Oh, Oh, all the Hell's Angels are listening. Listening to Fred, it's so confusing. He's
0: still called the Undertaker, and they, they've started talking about Undertaker's run as well. Yes, at
1: this point, for the, the streak first time, they the mention yeah that comes up. I th- I, again, something they very much lucked into. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, I think there was even you know talk of of you know Triple H going over. They hadn't really locked into this being such a key part of WrestleMania. Right. And what it becomes over the years, the streak is it becomes much more important than just a title belt. Yeah, because it becomes a legitimate record. In an illegitimate sport. Yeah. So The Undertaker, he ends up having a streak of, I think it's 24 and 2. Um, when he loses to Brock Lesnar, it was genuinely shocking. Yeah. I think he got to 21 and no and, and then he loses. But the, the numbers in that, it's not really about the wins and the losses. The numbers in that are that he's wrestled at WrestleMania 26 years. Yeah. I, I mean, at the top, that is an unbeatable record i mean just timing, no, timing nobody. wise um wrestlers
0: miss wrestlemanias all the time yeah. because of injuries even and undertaker he's... he missed two right and oh, he's, sti- right. And okay, he's okay. still
1: done 26 <laughs> over a quarter of a century he's been performing main events at wrestlemania <laughs> that is a, a record that is never ever going no one's going to approach that record yeah it is the only real legitimate record in pro wrestling, yeah, and it, it, I mean it's a unique feat. This is the moment as well where, oddly, when the streak is first mentioned, Undertaker starts having good matches. Right. So two years ago, he misses the previous WrestleMania; he's injured. Two years ago, he's fighting the Big Boss Man in a Hell in a Cell, that ends with a hanging. Yes, and you know, he, and he's dead. And the Angel, and, and then this stuff. match comes along, and you go, Jesus Christ! It's really, really physical, yeah, and it's 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 thrilling. Originally, this this match wasn't going to happen as it did the WWF had got Mike Tyson and they were going to have a match against Triple H they didn't know whether it was going to be a boxing match or a wrestling match they were talking I think Triple H said whatever it would be it would be over in the sixth round which is, considering wrestling doesn't have rounds, yeah. suggests it's probably a fucking boxing match, Triple H, right? <laughs> and uh, they, just f- they couldn't meet on the money side of it. Right. So that fell through. They then went to a uh, a Baltimore Ravens football player called Ray Lewis. And the reason they approached him was he'd just been cleared of a double murder charge. So he'd been very famous in the news. And the idea was that he'd face Triple H. Yeah. He ends up getting acquitted. The white jacket that... Uh, what had happened... Uh, he was at a Super Bowl party. Uh, he and some of his friends got into an with two men, those two men ended up being stabbed and died. Um, the suit that Ray Lewis had uh, was a white suit that 's never been found right uh, he ended up being acquitted, but he did lose some civil actions to the families. Um, where he he paid them undisclosed yeah. uh, sums. So make of that what you will. What a what a thing to for the WWE to go. After, yeah. I mean, I think <clears throat> again, something like that would have soured this WrestleMania mm. if you went. Oh, there's a guy there who's acquitted of murder in a strange way. They are obsessed with athletes who are acquitted of murder. <laughs>
0: well, don't OJ look, Simpson. Obsessed with OJ. That's so.
1: R- Ray Lewis from the uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. And then I mean, at, at the moment it stops is when one of theirs does it. So when, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when Chris That's... Benoit does it, you know. <laughs> Then they go, oh, actually, yeah, it's terrible, yeah. isn't it? Mate, it's always been fucking terrible. <laughs> Stop asking people who get away with murder. Well, to host nightclub uh, events in New York. <laughs> yeah. Make sure yeah. we Jimmy Murder. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's an the odd thing where maybe they just get c- these people who are accused of murder confused with Jimmy Snooker. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, great time back. Gimmick Battle Royale full of wrestling murderers. Oh, lordy. Um, this is... Uh, uh, a great match. I yeah. mean, it's one of those matches there's not really very much you can say about it. It's just very physical. and Solid, it's, yeah. It's just, it, 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 they just work really well together. I think this is one of the first times they have a big pay-per-view match together. Right. They will actually go on, I think it's also a record, is they go on to have back-to-back matches at WrestleManias, I think, 27 and 28. Right. They hide this match when they, when they were building up to that because they didn't want to sort of go, it's been done before. So this one's not talked about as much. But they are, I think they're the only people to meet at WrestleMania three times in, uh. in, the, uh, in the same sort of combination. Well, I guess, like, he, I presume in 27, he's not the American
0: deadass. So no. It's, it's fine.
1: I mean, the American badass is so well-remembered and yet he was only in that character for about a year. Really? After ah. that he became a character that everyone forgets called Big Evil. Big wh- Evil. Where he was a, a bad version of the American badass, but because he's bad, how he can then he be... can't be American. So they drop the sort of, you know, bikery star well, he's a biker, but they dropped the sort of stars and stripes. And Isn't it weird. It's weird. How man. can
0: you be how can you be badder than So you're already a dead man, you're mm. a dead American
1: biker who goes <laughs> bad. <laughs> I'm not sure he's dead anymore. He's not dead anymore. No, I don't I don't think it's it's not it's not like a soap opera or a drama <laughs> i think it's just like i did that thing and now i'm doing this thing i think they just move it's not, on it's not up to us
0: to uh, talk about it. it's it's the commentators who have to sort of get it over there's so many disposable cameras in the crowd uh, bits where really? they are now they pile into the crowd everyone's got a little disposable camera I'd love to see
1: some of those shots I mean oh. they, will
0: be, they will be terrible you will not be able to see anything but I, I mean...
1: found a, uh, a load of photographs uh, from uh, WCW all the, and the WWF shows that I went to in the early 90s Right, and it's in the days before cameras were any good at all so yes. they were like disc cameras and you'd be even if you were like nine rows back you'd get nothing, nothing yeah. absolutely nothing if someone moved it would be blurs it was a 0.5 megapixel 0.2 and my friend Russell had bought a really nice camera that had a zoom on it and he took his ones and they look absolutely brilliant. And <laughs> Russell has got fixated with ravishing Rick Rude. Yes, and there's just loads of photographs like all the good of boys Rick are. Rude. Yes, <laughs> in the lower right hand corner of the camera because he's still not got his eye in. But it's just re- uh, it's weird to see everyone <laughs> when you go to these events takes photographs. And yet, you never see never those see photographs them, yeah. again. People must look at them and just go, "Why? what am I'm I not doing? That, I'm not putting them on en- any kind of internet. I anywhere. would like everybody to gather them in one place so we can look <laughs> through them at our own leisure. <laughs> Especially the Rick, Rick Rude ones. Can I get those from your friend, please? Yes. The, I, um, I, I, they have Lemmy as well do the um, oh yes, uh, Triple course. H yes. entrance music, I Am The Game. And uh, uh, Lemmy is is not working at full capacity here. He <laughs> he has no idea what he's singing. And I think he wrote this song. So, I I yeah. don't think it's it's something he's been asked to remember. He just starts. He just says over and over again, "I am the game. <laughs> I am the game." Well, it's a bit more uh, new metal than their
0: usual output. I think it's first.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It, I, I like the new metal era of WWE. I think it's a really good. It's a good fit. I actually, I love all of the rolling, and I love <laughs> I, uh, the, the main one they use as well. Is um, it brick stuff? I know uh, the Limp Biscuit one that goes. Um, uh, uh, not
0: my generation My Way of the Highway uh,
1: My Way of the Highway yeah and my that way. all works so really way. well all those new metal songs were slightly about I will fight you when the odds are down yeah and I won't be broken and you're just like tick 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 for wrestling <laughs> that is the easiest thing it's the same way as lots of like when uh, actor are going a bit bad yeah. they'll often do a single that has the, the, the sort of line because Mr DJ you make me feel so good <laughs> and it's, it, it appeals to those DJ egos where they go yeah I really bloody do, <laughs> and then it gets playlisted um i i, I, I this match is, is great there isn't a great deal to say about it but god the two guys they work their asses off in they really this match. do the ref goes down for too long for me he's got yes. he's down for a long time he is down and i think it's quite a small knock he gets yeah and he just has to lie there i th- i believe there's a miscommunication and he was lying there much longer than he wanted to and right. i think he's talked about it before just saying i felt ridiculous yeah just laying on the floor um there's a bit where Triple H goes off a camera tower and it's made so good by the fact the cameras miss it entirely. So he just disappears. And you go, my God, what's happened? Has he just, has he fallen to his death? Because no one was there to pick it up. Yeah. And I, I presume that's because he obviously lands on something which in some way breaks the fall. Yeah. But it's, as a, as an optical illusion, Undertaker just stand there looking down. They're in the middle of the crowd by this point. He looks genuinely sort of like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like that, and you watch it. And you're like, what the fuck has happened? And everyone's seen the mats. <laughs> but that that level of actually a, a bit of sort of like sleight of hand, mm. where where you where you just go, hang on, what's happened here? Has this yeah. gone wrong? When wrestling does that, it's doing its job properly, massively. Oh, it's so good. I like it when uh, the American badass. Uh,
0: so I, you never see how he gets into the arena with his bike, mm. but when he one entrance when he wins and leaves he goes up he rides at the ramp to the screen yeah and then the screen... He can't get out <laughs> because the screen is too... The screen doesn't part. You just kind of come out like a normal... You come out from yeah. the sides, don't you? Yeah. And then you make your entrance because it doesn't part. So he basically just puts his kickstand down and it cuts to the next bit because they don't want to show... <laughs> You've never the, seen him they they doing want, that they, little walk of shame. They yeah. So they don't want to show
1: him just really just getting off his bike. Uh, the, the entrance is, like, is fucking brilliant because yeah. he comes out on that bike and he goes down the ramp and it's a long ramp <laughs> but it's not long on a motorbike if you're no. going at... A Sixty decent. miles an hour, which he does because you can't just sort of potter down. Uh, pfft 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 pfft. He just goes right floor it, <laughs> and it is thrilling. I've been to a wrestling event before, and I can't remember which one it was, where someone came in on a motorbike, right? And the noise of it in the building is terrifying, <laughs> and it stinks. Yeah, and it just watching it, I was like, oh, all those people in the front row are literally just going, this is horrible. <laughs> it's like being in a car crash, and it, oh, I, I what an entrance! You can see here how happy he is. He's yeah. loving this. And I think he was so sick of doing that character where he couldn't just brawl and, you know, have fun. In this, it's, it's just a career renaissance for well, him. Well, he's
0: allowed to use the mic a bit more and kind of do, uh, like, just do, him doing interviews
1: and it, stuff. He, he, can, he, he can, you know, so many of his matches in the old days, you see it now, and they're like watching Hanna-Barbera cartoons because he's, he gets punched and he has to sort of, you know, turn his head and then turn it back. Yeah. And in this, you know, he's actually able to do the acting, all the stuff. Uh, this makes him the main event. He just you can't be the main event if you're not real, and this has got reality. he could never be in danger before, yeah now he can perpetually be in danger and it's it's such an exciting period to watch his stuff the um a couple of bits that I just found out about him recently, because one of the one of the things we don't do a lot is talk about the weird things he's done. He yeah. is great at staying in character. Mm. He has only done a handful of interviews out of character. Occasionally, you'll see him on some NASCAR thing, and they'll go, "And oh, we got a uh, big Mark Calloway here, uh, but known as uh, WWF's Undertaker." Uh, Mark, what do you think of the action? You go, oh, "Absolutely amazing," you know. But those are, those are the main things he does. He's only done a couple of interviews right. in his time. He's got to a point now where he's pretty much semi-retired and he was signed up to do uh, in Wrestlemania weekend a thing called Starcast which is a uh, pretty much a, a podcasting mm. and shoot interview if you like uh, section of uh, one of the big sort of shows that they put on Yeah, um, this is uh, sorry it's not actually WrestleMania weekend. It's, it's um, all elite wrestling. Right. They're tying those in. And uh, Undertaker, they believe he was going to be doing a podcast. And he was announced for, I think it was called Dead Man Speaks, which is, again, one of those men who has spent years not speaking. Jesus Christ would be like to hear that.
0: imagine how many stories he's got. Oh. Like, even if he tells 10% of the truth
1: yeah. and 10% of the stories, yep. wow. No one has been there through as many eras mm. as he has you know even, even he's someone kind of, like, he was kind of the leader wasn't he backstage yeah and yeah. he was, and he was like... a leader from quite an early early point yeah. so the other thing is with someone like stone called steve austin the undertaker was there you know pretty much five years before austin and he's still there now yeah. austin's been retired since 2002 yeah i mean he, he he is the history of such a big chunk of wrestling his name was announced uh and we know that he was doing like autograph sessions and I think he was charging something like $125,000 for an hour or two hours for him to sign stuff yeah, yeah. for whoever was putting him on. Yeah. And they'd have made that money back pretty easily, I think. Um, but uh, it all disappeared. And there's a belief that Vince McMahon would have stepped in and simply would have said, well, what do you need to be paid to not do any of this yeah. now? And that and would have happened. Would, he yeah. is, he is such <laughs> an important figure. Um, the, A couple of weird little facts that I found out about him, which I love. Um, One, he's got a tattoo on his his stomach, which you don't see in this match, but you do see in other matches, uh, which says BSK. And that stands for Bone Street Crew. And what the Bone Street crew was, was a little posse of wrestlers in the 90s who got on really well. So they all had the letters BSK, Bone Street crew, tattooed on their bodies. He had it on his (laughs) stomach. The other people who have BSK tattoos are Yokozuna, Savio (laughs) Vega, The Godfather, The Godwins and Rikishi. It's a strange it's an odd collection group. of wrestlers. Tough group of men. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, tough men.
1: I was thinking you should get a BSK tattoo, yeah. and then if he does do one of these signings, approach him and just go, "Look, I've got BSK. Kiss <laughs> me, kiss yeah, me on the lips." It's not for you. <laughs> he me. He'd be furious. Um, Callaway has made several donations over the years to politically conservative causes and Republican candidates. Um, Every wrestler does that, though. There's no, there are no
0: left-leaning. I can't imagine anybody's uh, going for like this. The, the, the New Deal the Fair New no. what's the new um, uh, Cortez thing the Fair New Deal what's it called The uh, climate change one yeah the climate change the climate, I can't imagine Calloway is going for the climate change no. according to I
1: followed Tatanka on, um, on oh, yeah. uh, he you know, likes a lot of Donald Trump stuff he's he? a Native American and he's all about keep people out of our country <laughs> mate if, you, if you're a Native American you've got a legitimate grievance it's not against the Mexicans mate <laughs> um, uh, and Mark Calloway invests in real estate with his business partner Scott Everhart uh, Calloway And Everhart have a $2.7 million building in uh, Colorado, which is called the Callahart. They, uh, amalgamated their two names,
0: but what does it do? I, don't the know. Question.
1: I imagine it's offices, isn't it? <laughs> it's such a strange thing to be the Undertaker, and you <laughs> sort of go, Do you any, do you anything else other than wrestle as a dead man? You go, Yeah, I, I own a block of offices, <laughs>
0: <In> Colorado <laughs> yeah. miles away from Texas, where
1: I live. Uh, and then we get, and I know it's been a long stretch to get here, but it's the main event, yeah. And this is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock, who at the time is holding the WWF Championship, and this match is. Is such a good match. Mm. It's also seen as being the last match of the Attitude Era. This is the final, if you like, great operatic end to what has been the most wildly successful period in wrestling history. It is just a perfect match between two men who rose at the same time, really. Austin had been obviously working a lot longer than Rock. Rock came in and had a sort of fast track to success. But by the time they get to the main event of WrestleMania 17, yeah. both men are at the top of their game. And this match, I think this is... I, I was thinking about this. I think I mentioned it on an earlier podcast. But I did I, I think, you know, is this the best WrestleMania main event of all time? I think it is, yeah. It's got to be, hasn't it, surely? Yeah, the, I mean, certainly thus certainly thus far. The level of aggression and the, the physicality and the length it's given and the actual... You are never never sure who is going to win. Mm. It's perfect wrestling until you get to the end. And so Austin and Rock do their jobs so admirably. Austin felt that after his amazing run, which begins in probably 1998, so we're in 2001 now, he felt that the character might be running out of steam a bit. He was a bit worried that people would begin to get sick of the Stone Cold Steve Austin act. Mm. So he basically devised a a, a storyline where he said... I think I should probably go heel. And the most healish thing I can do is to side with Vince McMahon, the person I've been fighting for all these years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What he was sort of doing in in the in the in the build-up to the match was trying to hint that he was beginning to feel he had to beat Rock because if he didn't beat Rock, then Rock is the future of the business and he is becoming the past. Mm. It was a little bit too advanced for the wrestling crowd at the time, mm. so it's pretty much lost. What happens is they go out there, Austin and Rock are such amazing chemistry together. They have this incredible match, the best match they've ever had with each other, and probably with anyone else. Um, you could argue Bret Hart and Stone Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13 is mm. Austin's greatest match. I think he believes it is. Um, I said that. I said. I said that like you know the idiot. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that. I think he believes that that was his best match. Um, <laughs> same level of intensity as well. Same you know and that's two what you people, get with these two you know, guys as well. it's oh, just, it's just working? It's it's half an hour long. He, it is, and and it doesn't let up. There is no rest in the whole thing. They do the whole. Every, it's the greatest hits of the Attitude Era. You get chair shots. You get blood. You get mm. you know last minute kickouts. You get physicality of a level that is. You could show anyone this. If they didn't like wrestling, you could say, please watch this. They'll go, I know that guy from Jumanji. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I know that guy from... I, he did some weird CBS, like Survivor series. Yeah, or it rings Broken up. Skull Ranch. You know, they might not know them, but you'd watch them, and I think pretty quickly, within 15 minutes, you'd go, I think this is probably two people who are as good at this as anybody else. Yeah. It, is, it just shines through the quality. What was funny about the match is that Austin didn't realise how good the match was until he was in it. And he began going, shit, the crowd are really into this. The crowd are also, they're, they're 50-50, even, uh, you know, uh, even though it's in Texas, which is Austin's home state, they are going wild for the Rock right. as it builds and builds and builds. And Austin, halfway through the match or towards the end, begins to think, I think I've made a mistake here about this heel, heel turn. turn yeah. There's a lot of gas and a lot of mileage here. And he began thinking, if Vince McMahon comes out here and interferes in the end, we're going to kill this match. We're going to ruin it. Yeah. And when Vince comes out after this astonishingly long physical match, the crowd do go, because they don't want to see mm. interference. Um, what you end up having is McMahon comes out, and Austin uh, has said since, he said, I should have just kicked him in the nuts and just said to him, <laughs> get away we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. And instead they go with it. And what's really odd is you can see the same look in Vince McMahon's face, where you can see Vince McMahon thinking, I'm not sure we've got this right. Yeah. And by the time they get to the end, when Austin uh, and, (laughs) and Vince McMahon sort of give an uneasy shake of the hand, you can see Austin thinking, shall I stun him? And let's send everyone home happy and you can see Vince McMahon going is he going to stun me? I don't know what's going on here. And the two of them look miserable. It's yeah. a really strange end. It reminded me as well this match and it's a strange, I think I've you know I've mentioned this before, blood we don't really get anymore in uh, mainstream WWE yeah. wrestling. Uh, unless it's accidental for many years, if it was, they'd stop the match and they'd patch people up and then you'd go again. Huh. Less so now, I think they let a certain amount of physical blood come out, but no one's Blading, hmm. watching this match, I saw well, it does ramp it up an extra level. Doesn't it? it does Just make one it match more exciting. WrestleMania, I think. I think yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, there is something about if I, if there's one match on a WrestleMania is a bloodbath. Let me tell you, it is. It makes the match twice as good, <laughs> and, and it's a disgusting thing to sort of go. My job is cutting my head open. Yeah, but I mean, a little bit of color goes a long way. Little bit of color goes a long way,
0: <laughs> and I like the fact that the whole match is kind of one of the reasons why they're fighting is that um, Steve Austin. It, well, at the start of the match, Steve Austin hits another man for assaulting his wife. Yes,
1: that's true. They Which say is... they say something like, "You must never put your hands on another man's wife." Yeah, it's worth reiterating: you must never put your hands on your own fucking wife, Steve. <laughs> yeah, he would he would go on to um, uh, I think in about two thousand and two he would uh, uh, be charged with uh, various domestic abuse allegations yeah. and uh, and in- indeed I think be given uh, probation. And he was banned at one point from drinking beer which uh, ruined his gimmick, which actually is the fucking least of anyone's concerns that Stone Cold can't drink beer. He shouldn't hit women. No, yeah. He, I, he has, I believe, and I'm willing to be corrected on this, I believe he has talked about his remorse uh, for what he did. But um, uh, yeah, it's sad. I, we, I was, uh, funnily enough, I've been looking into this very thing mm. and there was a debate on Reddit about who is the only wrestler that you can still really admire. Oh, right, okay. And the name that, came up really quickly, was Haku, or Meng. (laughs) And someone had said, um, the thing about him is, you know... We should all be very grateful to him for allowing us all to just live happily because he could kill all of us. There was a great little story didn't there. did he pop a man's eye? He did, yeah, because the man didn't believe wrestling was real. Right. Um, I mean, so
0: that, that's, that's the only one you're allowed to like because he's not done
1: anything. Yeah, he's not a hypocrite. And uh, <laughs> there's a great story about him talking with I think, Tony Schiavone, who's a wrestling commentator mm. in WCW when he was called Meng. And uh, Haku Meng had said to Tony Schiavone, I'm going through... Difficult time my kids at the minute, you know, they're just giving me a load of old shit. He says, You got any advice? Tony Schwartz said, Yes, tell them you're men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Ross ends this uh, as well. And again, I, we mentioned this before, but again, the commentary of Paul Heyman and Jim Ross is really, really good. Yes. Yeah. Um, Jim Ross ends it after McMahon has turned on, on The Rock and helped uh, Austin. Um, uh, he's, uh, Jim Ross suddenly shouts out, They may as well urinate on The Rock. I thought, <laughs> weirdly specific thing to say. <laughs> go on, go on. Do Urine it. on the rock. Do
0: it. That's if, it. If you're into it, do it. <laughs> I, I, I'm on the fence. I'd I just did. like to see it, to see, just to decide.
1: <laughs> I'm sure these 70,000 people would agree with me. Am I right? <laughs> Woo! Do it, do, do it, it, do it. it. I did think it was a weird, <laughs> a shame really, to end The Greatest WrestleMania of all time. Uh, with Jim Ross shouting urinate <laughs> but you can't have right, it all actually, yeah, yeah, uh... um, you've got bad luck coming up ahead because it's, you know that everything you get, you're going to see from now on is worse than this I guess so, but I mean, I think I've earned this one, to be honest. I've earned this dessert. <laughs> uh, it's it's just great. I mean, you, you can't say enough about this. No, I, 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 I've know, been telling everyone, look, it's like, it's got good. Yeah, like, it's, got, it's got really good. Like everyone, I know <laughs> as a sort of like stated fact, WrestleMania 17 is the best WrestleMania of all time. Mm. But it's been a long time since I've actually gone back and watched it. Yeah, And what a treat. It was so much better than just knowing it's the best WrestleMania of all time, you know, can be if you haven't seen it and you haven't seen it for a long time, go and watch it because honestly, it makes you fall in love with wrestling.
0: And and, and you sort of go down the list of people who who star and feature and even if gobbledygooker (laughs) and the clown gobbledygooker
1: is the reason it's the best Wrestlemania of all time Uh, it would have been good uh, if the gobbledygooker had taken his hat off and it had been Ric Flair underneath (laughs) neatly like looping up that (laughs) storyline but you know hey look People haven't got the imagination these days. Well then the Reaper man was thrown out in like five <laughs> five seconds. He's first out. Tearing his Ooh. new coat. <laughs> oh, that's $40 I'm not going to get back. <laughs> this is <was> a rental. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Uh, do you know what? Not a lot of gags in this one. And the reason for that is because, you know, if you're standing in front of the Mona Lisa, you don't get your dick out and pretend it's not an a <laughs>
0: <laughs> You may as well piss all over the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete.